0: Up, whatever you're doing, guys, there's something you need to do. I need you to like this, subscribe to us, and
1: comment, there comment, you go. There you please. Go.
0: Okay, now I can tell you about this. Hi, welcome to Conversation Guru. This is Eliza, and this is.
1: How do Sanchez?
0: There you go. And we have an exciting video for you guys today. We're talking again about three different conversations, you, uh, starters you can use in a conversation, either in the beginning or the end or the middle. We're going to analyze each one. And we're going to tell you the best scenario to use them in, uh, when you should not use them and how you can learn about the person you're speaking with based off of the answer so to this question. Did I cool. cover it all?
1: Yes, you did. Cool. Great intro. Excellent. So the first one we're going to go over is... This is actually a question I've used before, and I actually like it. Aliza does not like this question, but I like it because she's gonna explain why she doesn't like it, and I'm gonna explain why I like it personally, which is...
0: And then you can pick a team, and you can yes. let us know which team you like.
1: And write the comment down below if you like her answer it? or my answer. Choose me, please. Okay. Uh, okay, so the question is, basically, one great conversation starter is, what is a controversial opinion you have? What is a controversial opinion you have? I love this question.
0: Can I try to guess why you like it before? Please, go
1: ahead, please. For everyone who's watching.
0: So, Aorus likes to dig into people and really find out who they are. So, if you ask this question, Mm -hmm. you could find out something that they think is a very controversial idea, something that they're very passionate about, very strong, and they must have a lot behind it for that question in order for them to feel strongly on. So, you get to find something they're passionate about. Am I right?
1: You sound like a mind reader. You sound like a mind reader. I, I think you're pretty spot on there. There's also some other nuances of why I love this question, which is basically this. Whatever your intention is when you're meeting someone, uh, either for friendship or dating or networking, whatever the case is, uh, maybe if it's actually even for business stuff like networking, I would use the question. Now, I wouldn't use this question in the first 30 seconds of meeting someone because, I mean, unless you're really bold and you have like a really good gut feeling, then maybe, but I, I, I haven't done that. I would probably wait until a couple more minutes into the conversation, especially if, if it's going well, and you know there's some rapport building, there's some good jokes maybe, there's some deep thought conversations, a lot of thought-provoking uh, um, ideas going through. I would just ask this. I love, as Lisa mentioned, I love being bold. I like just going in, getting to know this person. And a lot of people who go like on first dates, or like they're just meeting people randomly, or or they had at, at special events, right? It's a good question to ask because, a lot of times people don't like to ask hard questions until later on and a lot of times later on is a very difficult emotional sensitive time to actually ask hard questions because when you get to know someone friendship or not friendship or is it dating or friendship or even professionally everything in the beginning a lot of times is very good you guys agree on everything, everything smiles and laughter,s deep thought provoking ideas and, and conversations until we get to a point where there's going to be a disagreement or maybe you and I disagree on a very controversial topic, maybe abortion, certain rights, freedom of speech, politics, religion, whatever the case is. Not saying anything specific, but just, you freedom know. Freedom of speech. Well, I don't know. I don't are I, you I just. You with like a communist? I, I, maybe. And I, just I just threw it out there. But the point is this. So. Freedom of the press. Freedom of press, everything. So it's like, then later on, it gets harder to disagree with someone because then what happens is that you think man, everything was going so well. What happened? Well, what happened was that you got really psyched up and you thought that this relationship or this friendship or this business partner of yours, right? Everything was gonna be in agreement forever, right? Ever and ever, but there's gonna be a lot of disagreements. And just later on, people, they finally realize and they're like, oh man, and they get turned off. And then a lot of times things break off because of one disagreement. I would rather just start, not maybe from the beginning, beginning, but a little bit later on in the beginning where I ask this question and I find out maybe And I dig a little bit, maybe there is something that we uh, don't agree on, let's talk about it now. But I'm going into this conversation with a certain mindset. I'm going in open-minded, willing to listen and learn and ask questions and not judge immediately and try to understand why this person thinks this certain way. That's why I love this question and you also catch people off guard and I just love seeing that reaction and seeing how people just react to what I just said and I can learn something about them as well. Well, what do you think?
0: Okay, so just to like summarize, you'd like to ask this question to find out if there's any like real big barriers in terms of you guys getting along together. Correct,
1: in any sense, business, friendship, dating wise, whatever the case is, yes.
0: Okay, Um, so I don't love this question because for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you ask this question with that intention of um, finding out all those obstacles beforehand, you're not giving this, whatever it is, a chance yet because all you have if you find this, are obstacles, right? Okay. And the reason why, over time, people slowly let you know more of their flaws is because you've already built up a certain amount of feeling for this person, a certain amount of friendship, a certain amount of love, whatever it is, and that allows you to overcome a lot of things and have something really beautiful with this person. So if you go in with the mindset of like, hmm, this probably isn't gonna work, so let me find all the negative things, it's, gonna, it's, it's definitely not gonna work, right? But if you mm-hmm. give it a shot before, now that de- totally depends on your personality, right? Like I know, for example, he's very open-minded. He's very good at hearing someone that disagrees with him and talking about it, right? If you are not someone that is able to disagree with someone and talk about it and still have a good friendship with them, don't do this, guys. If you are go ahead. I personally don't use this question for uh, a different reason. Not because of that. Um, I don't use it because A lot of times when you say something, like a controversial idea that you agree with or you disagree with, Mm -hmm, you're asking people to open up to you, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Now,
0: I personally, just philosophically, don't think that's the best approach to get close to people because you're putting people on the spot a little bit. And for me, I prefer that a person opens up to me when they're ready to open up to me, right? They come to me when they're ready to talk. Now, you could debate that a lot and say like, well, you have to push the relationship forward or things like that. I don't find that, that works. I find that when you build up a lot of trust first, people naturally open up to you because they see that you're trustworthy. But if you ask them in like one of the initial, um, initial uh, conversations with them and you say, oh, tell me your deepest, darkest secrets or tell me something that you know other people might not agree with but you agree with it, you're asking them to take a risk on you. I don't like to do that until someone decides they wanna take a risk on me by telling me something that I might not agree with. So I let them lead in that regard. Now, if I want to tell them something controversial that I think, I can do that in the first to start that conversation, but I'm not gonna ask them to. If I want to have more of a deeper conversation, I'm gonna make myself a little bit vulnerable first so they can realize that it's a safe place for them to tell me these things that they don't agree with or they do agree with, right? Because I'm telling them something that might not be perfect for me to say first. So I wouldn't ask them if I want to find out their opinion on something. I'll use like a little bit of a sneakier technique, where I'll say my opinion first because naturally then their response is going to. But they don't have to; they can move the conversation if they're good enough. But na- a there snake. we go. There we go. Um, it actually looks cool in the camera. It does. Um, um, so yeah, that's what I think about that question. But I don't use this question really. I either say it myself first, my opinion, okay. or I just let them say it when they're ready.
1: Well, I like risk. And before I even ask this question, I like try to build rapport, but I completely understand where, where you're coming from. It, I think we it just- It works we have, for
0: you, it works for you.
1: I, I think it just depends on what you said, how your personality is. And if you can disagree with people, then great. Mm-hmm. But Now, Lisa, what is the second question that we're, we're gonna go over? Because you actually use this question, the second question more than me about the free time. <laughs>
0: free time I was like which question okay Um, what do you like to do in your free time this is a super neutral question that people don't feel um, like you're pushing into their business by asking like just what do you like to do in your free time okay now people it's very easy for them to pick from a whole wide variety of different things, right? Now, based off of their answer, you can find out a lot about them, right? If they give you that something that's a little bit different, like let's say someone says, um, okay, what do you like to do in your free time? They say like, well, I like to read cookbooks about Venetian cuisine.
1: Whoa, that's exotic.
0: That tells you a lot. That tells you this person likes to be different. That person feels like they, they have this... Um, High quality over here, and they like to show it off a little bit, right? And the fact that they suggest it tells you something about them. If they say something like, "I don't know," that also tells you something about that person. Uh, it tells you a little bit about, like, ah, this person isn't really into this conversation, or they're just a very blah person. Um, in which case, you need to help them along a little bit. Um, or they could tell you something like, ah, "I don't know." like to hike something that's neutral if it's something that's neutral that means that you need to get them a little bit more comfortable right so you have to either give them a bit of a commonality like oh i love to hike too and then get the conversation going there so they feel a little bit like oh okay we have something in common here i can talk more to this person it's Mm -hmm. like you're giving people okay like let's say imagine that this is the top of the mountain right okay they're down here right now and you want them to get up here this is where you need them to be instead of just showing them okay here's where you need to be when you give them those commonalities, you're giving them like a little step and they get closer and closer and closer to the top where they finally trust you and then they start talking to you. We have Yes?
1: I have a question. I'm sorry to Do you want to finish your thought? I have a question of what you just mentioned.
0: Okay. So let me just finish really quickly. So basically, um, there's two ways you can do it. You can either give them the question to see if they're ready to jump to the top of the mountain and just tell you about themselves or you give them little tiny steps in order for them to get there by giving them more and more commonalities and things that you have in common. Yeah. What's your
1: question? That's my question, and I, 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 yes, I also go ahead. yes, Jedi. Yes, my one. And I think a lot of people here who are watching will also have the same question. You mentioned that some people will give you a neutral answer, some will give you a better answer, a worse answer. How can you tell when the answer is neutral or not neutral mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Like, like how can you tell what's a better answer or if they're engaged in the conversation or not?
0: I'm glad you said engaged, because it's not necessarily a better or a worse answer, because everyone is into different things. It's more of a which one is more sharing and which one is less sharing, right? If someone gives you a neutral answer, that's something that like it's it's normal to do, right? Like let's say someone tells you, they're like, oh, what do you like to do? And they're like, um, Read. Yeah, I like to read or I like to work out. Those are like basic qualities that a lot of people have and they're neither good nor bad. They're just like, oh, cool, you like to read. Oh, cool, you like to go swimming, things like that, right? If someone tells you something that gives you like zero information that's one where they are like not just at the bottom of the mountain they're like below the mountain right now or they're just a very very boring person there aren't too many of those or they're depressed one of those two Um, so if they share a lot of very specific information for you that means they're like way up at the top now, that doesn't mean necessarily that they are actually sharing the truth with you. That's a different thing. They could be giving you like a front, like a face of like, oh, I want this person to think that I'm super um, intelligent. Okay. So they give you an answer that's like that. You also have to be able to read that, but that's for another video. What do you think?
1: Interesting. So I do like this question, but I use a technique called the opposite framework approach.
0: Ooh, what's that?
1: Where basically is I'll take questions like this, like very common question conversation starters whatever you want to call it like like um, what do you do in your free time what do you like what's your favorite movie Uh, you know like what was the best vacation you took right I'll take questions like that and let's say everyone's going left I'll go right if everyone's going north I'll go Ah, south I'll take the question I'll reword it or rewrite it in a way that sounds so different I'm doing the opposite so people ask these questions I'm doing the opposite and the framework is I'm going the opposite direction. People ask these questions, so they're asking these cliche questions. I take the question, I reword it, rewrite it, and I go the opposite way. Yes, go ahead.
0: Could, we, uh, could you do an example of this? Yes. Because I'm a, I'm just a little bit confused. Do you mean like your answer to the question would be the opposite of what they say, or the way you actually ask the question is the opposite?
1: The way I ask the question, because okay. we're talking about conversation starters. So you can always take- Like, like how? Okay, so let's try to make sure the, the, the mic is closer to us because if we go like this, then we can't sure. hear ourselves. So basically, I'll take any question, for example, what do you like to do on your free time, right? Right. I take the question, guys, like like that question. It's a very cliche question. A lot of people ask it when they're first meeting people or as they're getting to know someone in any sense, right? They'll so ask, oh, so what is it you, you like to do? I'll take it and I'll reword it, opposite framework approach, and I'll say something like this. I'm just gonna think at the top of, of, of my head. So what is something that, If you could do every day for the rest of your life and money was not an issue, you would do it. That's good. Now, two things happen if you're gonna do the opposite framework approach. First of all, you're like, "Uh, that was not even the question. It is a question. When you think of free time, what is it that you do on your free time? Something that you enjoy, a hobby, a passion. So my question is, if you could do something every day for the rest of your life and money was not an issue, what would you do? The same exact thing, I'm asking it a different way. It catches people off guard, it gets their brain engaged, like, oh, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And also on top of that, the way I'm asking, I'm putting enthusiasm. Because what's the point of doing the opposite framework approach and any conversation starter, but you're so monotone. So if you could do something for the rest of your life and money wasn't an issue, what is it that you would do? Look, she's falling asleep on me already. She wants to leave already. But the point is you gotta put a little enthusiasm. I'm not saying to be fake or to be like a clown or not to be yourself. Just put a little a bit of enthusiasm. That's it. So grab any question and just reword it. But, but again, I do love this question. I think- Just
0: give it a different spin. A,
1: a different spin, a different feel. I love this question because in the first couple minutes or the first 10 minutes, I'll get I'll get a gauge of how this person is. Mm-hmm. Are they an extrovert? Are they introverted? Are they are they a mix of both? Like who are they? I'll get a, I'll get a sense, and then based on their passion or their hobby, a lot of hobbies are more introverted-like or extroverted-like. So then I say, does it match their personality? Is it the opposite of their personality? That means something. If it's the opposite of their personality, is the persona they're displaying now? is it i don't want to say fake but is it like a show are they or trying is it to compensate a, a different facet they're trying to compensate for something are they trying to achieve something and they know and they know that they have to change the way they act or their behavior or is it or is it in or is it adjacent or complacent to how they're acting now so i'm seeing a bunch of stuff uh, did i say the right word adjacent,
0: I'm not
1: sure what you mean. adjacent or complacent i me- I meant i guys I, I probably said the wrong word what i meant is does their hobby match their personality so they're extroverted there's a compliment adjacent, Thank you, also, worked. adjacent also worked so I'm seeing a lot of these things there's so much that, that, that you can tell I'm looking at these things and I'm looking how open are they to talking about it or not talking about it do they want to speak about their hobby and passion or now they're trying to be more reserved why and base also a lot of times when people talk about their passions and hobbies it's linked a lot with their childhood their childhood or something that they needed they lack something, so they had to learn a certain skill, a certain hobby, to get what they wanted. Maybe they wanted the girl, so they didn't know how to dance, or they, they didn't know how, how, to, how to grab attention, so they started to do tricks, or they, or they learned how to say jokes. It's a lot of stuff like that. You gotta, you gotta watch for that stuff.
0: Sounds a little familiar.
1: Yeah. I don't know who that is. And the last one, Aliza, the, the last question was about if you could change your name, what you, would you change your name to and why? Why you love this?
0: So this one could be used in so many contexts, guys. It's great. Um, you could use it in a business setting, you could use it in a friendship setting, and you can use it in a more romantic setting. Let's break it down how you can in each one, right? In a
1: business setting, really? Business? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So let's say, I wouldn't use this in like, the first like five minutes of conversation, right? I would use this once you've gotten the other person that you're speaking with to laugh just a little bit. And then the way that I would say this question is like, you know what? I've been asking people business questions all day. Mm, okay. I'm gonna ask something that I'm gonna really remember you by. Are you ready for this question?
1: I'm ready. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Okay,
0: okay. If hold on, let me think of a good one.
1: Ooh, that pause, that tension. Oh, okay, okay,
0: okay. I have a good one. Ready? If you could change your name either first or last, but not both, what would you change it to? And which one would it be? And why? I would use that in a business setting because that person's gonna remember you. You were really weird. They're going to remember you but you're not weird in a bad way you're weird in an interesting way in a confident way and like oh this person like they're you're intriguing that's the word i want to use you're intriguing to this person and also you're going to remember that conversation with that person and in a business setting that is so important because in business you have a lot of people make the mistake of having the same conversation with so many people right and what happens with that is they they start to blend right we've spoken about following scripts before um, yes. for these things and it's not a good idea because you forget who you're talking to and in business specifically people appreciate when you remember them and you remember details about them so now what's going to happen is the next time you talk to this person like let's say you get their number right and you want to do some kind of business deal with them right you call them and you call them and you um answer them by their fake name not their real name mm. you get a little bit of rapport that you can extend over time so that's how I would use that in a business setting. What do you think about the business setting?
1: I think it's genius because you're taking, you're in a certain environment that everyone expects to be business oriented and just serious mm-hmm. and money and 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 marketing and advertising, just business, but you're flipping the script. You're you're doing the opposite. Yep. You're doing the opposite framework approach. But in her case it's different because now she is changing the vocabulary, the mentality of the environment, something more fun something more intriguing more interesting i love it i love it i love it
0: uh friendship wise this is just a basic fun question of like hey if you could change your name it's just like a good way to get like the conversation going if there's a bit of a dull um but in a romantic one this could be a super flirty question that um you could use either if you're a guy this i would do if you're a little bit more serious and you're trying to hint towards something else you could be like so if You could change your last name to anything, what would it be? Okay, you can see based on their response, if they're on the same page of you as what's going on in their head. Are they thinking at that same level or are they a little bit further behind? You know? So you can check that really well with that one. And it's a little flirty, it's a little playful, it's not so serious. Um, As a girl, you can also check, but it's a little bit more tricky.
1: What do you Mm. think? And also to compliment that, you gotta do the guys, you gotta do the shoulder roll. So yeah, if you could change your name, shoulder, shoulder roll. Yeah, shoulder yeah, roll. yeah, yeah. Okay, no. Uh, <laughs> Are you judging my uh, shoulder roll? Yes, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, the point, but, but the point is that yes, I love this this uh, to wrap the whole video up. Another great concept and framework and approach is whatever environment you find yourself in. I'm gonna just repeat myself. Any environment you find yourself in. Right, so if it's supposed to be more like romantic or more serious or more like whatever whatever the feel is, do the opposite. You catch them off guard, they see you more intriguing, And you're memorable, right? and you're memorable, and people are like, oh man, I was not expecting that a question on this date or on this or on this on this hangout with all, with, with all, all these friends or in this networking event. Oh man, I'm gonna remember Lisa. I'm gonna re- remember ours. So yeah.
0: You can remember us also by
1: subscribing and commenting and liking this video, please. As well
0: as following, anything like that, sharing guys. Yes. Sharing is caring.
1: Please share this video. Go to our other videos. A lot of great yeah. content there.
0: And our podcast, guys, we have a great podcast.
1: It's on Spotify and iTunes. Converse with anyone anywhere. Converse with anyone anywhere. Follow our Instagram, Conversation Guru, G-U-R-U. We really appreciate that guys. Any last words, Elisa?
0: Till next time.